There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray here on VEASAN. Lively evening. We'll get even livelier with Brad Evans. Brad Evans, love this dude. He knows his fantasy stuff, knows ball, and knows, I think, seven pots of coffee. Just, you know, like double fisting, just pots. Normally it's like glasses. He goes pots. He double fist pots of coffee, but love Brad Evans. So we'll talk to him in five minutes. A quick update here. Dodgers and Giants, they're tied at one apiece. And just want to check on our uh, our prop bets from earlier today. So I took the over strikeout, six and a half, with Walker Bueller. I took the under strikeouts, five and a half, with Anthony DiSclefani. And right now, currently, if we look at the strikeout totals of both pitchers, we're looking at Walker Bueller. He has three Ks, three strikeouts. Okay, could deal with that. Strikeout per inning. We're moseying towards seven and an over. He might have to bite the nails a little bit. Ooh, this is bad. DiSclefani, he also has three strikeouts. And I'm taking the under of five and a half. So that's not great. That's not great for the home team. Come on, Dodgers, get the bats going. Don't strike out. No more holes in the bats, and we're good. So we'll keep an eye on that. It is the uh, premium game of the evening. Now, I'm a little bit like, you ever see those dogs that they have the treat at the end of their nose, and the master doesn't allow them to eat the treat? 
You know, it's just like, not yet, Fido, not yet. And the dog's just kind of like looking at the treat, and he's cross-eyed and the whole thing. And he's just like, say the word, man. I want this treat. That's kind of how I am with these NFC overs, <laughs> like these these division-by-division division odds, because I'm chomping at the bit. I am raring to go. So we're going to do that starting this hour as well. Division-by-division division look at where I would go with my money. If you uh, take a look, we've got some uh, various odds to win the NFC. Tampa Bay leading the way. Tampa's at plus 300, all the way down to the 100-to-1 long shot. That would be your Detroit Lions. That's right, 100-to-1 long shot. Those Lions there. So, uh, yeah, it would would not be going in that direction. I, I guess this is, if you keep this graphic up for a second... This is a good way to think about it. Okay, I'm going to bring in Team Nigeria again because at plus 2,500, there are people flocking to Team Nigeria to put down more bets, more money on that squad than on Team USA. Okay, if you look at the odds to win the NFC, do you think that the Minnesota Vikings at 22 to 1 are going to win the NFC? You think they're going to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Those. Odds aren't as long as Team Nigeria to win gold in Tokyo. You know what I mean? So if you don't think that either the Arizona Cardinals or the Minnesota Vikings at 22 to 1 will get to the Super Bowl, if you don't think that's happening, you might want to slow your roll just a little bit on Team Nigeria. That's all I'm saying. By the way, we'll get to the NFC West a little bit later this hour as well. What a tough division. That is a tough division to forecast and bet on. My question is, who's last? I know we always focus on who's first, who's going to win the division, who's going to be in a great spot to make a deep playoff run. That's all well and good, but I still, I'm so curious who's in last place. If it is the Arizona Cardinals, they have the longest odds to win the division. That's a pretty good last place team. Now, I, I would agree with that. I think they have the longest odds. I just hate what they have at corner. You've got Malcolm Butler starting at corner. I got a call. People might not believe this. I got a call from GM Steve Kime. I stepped off the plane. He was like, I know you're 43, but what do you think about playing corner for the Arizona Cardinals? That's how desperate they are. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. Plenty to come with Brad Evans. Keep it locked here on VEASAN. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian Noe in for Tim Murray here on VEASAN. And my guy, Brad Evans. I was doing a radio and TV show in Portland, Oregon. And I didn't have the pleasure of having Brad Evans on the show. But he was on another show on the same station. And I always, I was just ready for Brad's insight and his energy, his enthusiasm. He crushes it. So... Sirius XM fantasy host joins us here on the nightcap on VEASAN. Brad, how many pots of coffee today, my friend? <laughs> uh, probably more shots of tequila than actual pots of coffee for me. It is, after all, hashtag tequila Thursday on Bray. Dude, I, I didn't know that you got energized by hashtag tequila. 
I, I've been branding you uh, wrongly here with the coffee. So is it is that the secret? It's tequila shots? Uh, that's right, man. There is some magical juice in the agave. Uh, and I also hear, according to the Mexican government, it's great for bone density. So I'm not going to have osteoporosis late in life based on my high consumption level. Man, I just the the good news keeps on coming, right? The good news <laughs> with tequila. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to – it adds 10 years to your life. You know, who knew? You found that it out does. tonight as well. It does. Okay, Brad, let's start off with the news from the NFL talking about, hey, if unvaccinated players, if they contract COVID, if there's an outbreak, you might have to see some games forfeited. First off, what do you make of the NFL stance as far as this being a possibility in 2021? Well, they're in the business of trying to get all 272 games played without a hiccup. And uh, I think they are, you know, stressing with some harsh language in that memo that was uh, released today. And they're protecting themselves. Uh, You know, the NFL is going out there and mandating this. And some of the players may not like it. uh, But the Delta variant is highly contagious. It's impacting uh, the nation greatly, especially in the heartland right now with high hospitalization rates. Of course, you know, the vaccine doesn't completely protect you from catching COVID-19. What it protects you from are the harshest effects of COVID-19. So, you know, they want to ensure that their players are going to be healthy. They're going to ensure that they're going to get all these games in. And if you don't abide by the rules of Warden Goodell, well, there could be a forfeiture. So, you know, get two jabs, be a good teammate. Uh, That's what they're stressing. And I think you're going to see many teams and players who are unvaccinated showing up at local CVSs and Walgreens here the next few days to ensure that they will get vaccinated uh, so they don't you know, cause any derailment prematurely for their team's aspirations of making the playoffs this year. Do you consider that players that are unvaccinated, if it's a fantasy football draft, if you're thinking about betting on a certain prop bet, are you taking that into account and potentially shying away from a player who is unvaccinated? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, that does play a factor because, you know, if a player in, in a, let's say, in a hypothetical circumstance catches COVID-19 and that player is unvaccinated, we know this, it's public information. And of course, it isn't right now unless guys, you know, take to social media and say, hey, I haven't gotten a shot. I'm not planning on. But let's say a, a player who is unvaccinated catches COVID-19. They're out of a minimum of 10 days. I mean, it could affect them not only for that Sunday's game, and it could happen in the 11th hour, and maybe it's your starting running back or wide receiver or quarterback, and you're scurrying, scrambling for alternatives, uh, but they could also miss the following week. Now, again, we won't know there are any details or revelations or a master list or anything like that of players that the public can see and say, oh, that player is vaccinated, that player is unvaccinated. But if there are any players that do come out of the woodwork and state one direction or another, and you're deciding between player X and player Y in your fantasy draft between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated player, I'm going to go with the vaccinated player every single time, knowing it's going to minimize the risk of them missing extensive time, even if they were to test positive in the regular season. He's Brad Evans, Sirius XM fantasy host, joining us here on the nightcap on VEASAN. How about DeAndre Hopkins specifically? Because D-Hop came out and said, hey, uh, I might consider retiring if I'm forced to get (laughs) vaccinated. So if you look at his yardage prop bet, it's 1,350 and a half yards. So with him saying, yeah, I might walk away, 
Are you thinking worst case scenario? Hey, is he out a week? Is he out two weeks? Do you shy away from taking the under on DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, I would take the under. If you were going to have one strong lean or another, now obviously he can rectify his situation by going and getting vaccinated. And maybe some of his teammates, maybe he's going to consult his personal physician or the team physician uh, to get advice on, you know, making the decision easier for him. Uh, but as it stands right now, I mean, it kind of showed his hand a little bit. And of course, he quickly deleted that tweet. Um, you know, if he is indeed unvaccinated, uh, you know, I would lean more toward the under, not only the receptions or receiving yards prop, but also on the receptions prop, which I believe is at 106 and a half at most books or even on touchdowns as well. Yeah. And that is one of those instances where if you're in a fantasy draft and you're deciding between, OK, let's uh, weigh the risks here. Uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, with a certain complicated fellow who may or may not play in Green Bay this season, I'm going to roll the dice on him or DeAndre Hopkins, who has a chance of, you know, maybe he's going to retire early. Uh, it seems extraordinarily doubtful because he's owed a lot of money. And, you know, when you're messing with guys' money, uh, they're going to want to try to collect that check. Uh, or the fact that he could miss a couple of games of the regular season due to these unvaccinated issues. I'm going to side with Devontae Adams. You know, 99.9% of the time. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those prime examples, whether you're looking through a lens of sports betting or in the lens of fantasy, fading D-hop, because more than likely, although we don't know for certainty, he's unvaccinated. Uh, that could, you know, play a major factor in how his season plays out. While we stick with the receiving yardage, how about Kenny Galladay? 1,050 and a half is the... Uh, do you know the best way to mention that? Like I'm doing a clunky job. Like 1,050 and a half. I think you got to get rid of the and. I think that's a trick. Get rid of and because it just yeah. gets all clunky over there, right? Okay, no more and with this 1,050 and a half. What do you make of Kenny Galladay on a brand new squad? I think Kenny G uh, is going to be playing that smooth sax on the field this season at the new digs with Daniel Jones. You know, fun fact, uh, I know Daniel Jones was a sophomore slumper rather than a sophomore sensation last year, but among qualified passers, he led the NFL in deep ball passer rating, and that is a perfect match with Kenny Galladay's field-stretching abilities. And uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, in 2018, 1,063 yards. Of course, he was with Detroit. He did that over 15 games with Matthew Stafford. And then 2019 followed up with 1,190 yards. Uh, obviously, he had the injury issues last year. It was a hip. Uh, that was a major setback for him. And he doesn't have Stafford anymore. But, you know, I think Daniel Jones is going to be feeding him early and often. I think he is going to lead this team comfortably in overall target share. And if Jones can get back to what he exhibited in his rookie season this year and the offensive line can at least be respectable, I think Kenny Galladay gets over this number. And I think he's going to be around, you know, 1075 to 1100 yards in the end. Nice value there with the 1050.5 line. Heck, I've seen as low as 1000.5 receiving mm. yards on Kenny G. Wow, he's Brad Evans, SiriusXM fantasy host, joining us here on VEASAN. Let's stick with one more receiver, C.D. Lamb. We'll go to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is back. What do you think of C.D. Lamb in terms of receptions this season? Yeah, to use a metaphor, you know, Jeff Bezos was blasting off in his phallically shaped rocket, and if you were to apply that view in your mind to C.D. Lamb, it fits, because the dude is blasted off to the moon this year 
Uh, I love everything about CeeDee Lamb across the board. Uh, you know, the over on the receptions prop at the 80.5, uh, over on 1050.5 receiving yards. It'd be over in his touchdowns prop, which I believe is at seven and a half, seeing as low as six and a half at some of the books that are out there over, over and over again. And I would sledgehammer it. Peter Gabriel style on the over on all of those wagers, because I think he is going to emerge as the alpha dog in what will be a heavy vertical attack. And Dak Prescott looks springy, spry, and healthy uh, in you know, the first couple of days of training camp, which is great news coming off that gruesome ankle injury. And with Amari Cooper on the pup list right now, I, I don't think it's you know a huge deal, but he did have off-season ankle surgery, and it could be a sluggish start for Cooper uh, you know, once he returns to the practice field, and maybe that lingers into the regular season. So, slam, uh, Lamb out of the slot, uh, going to be lucky sevens across the board this season. I love him for a breakout year. And again, the overs across the board. I just have to mention Peter Gabriel and Sledgehammer, what you said right there. Hey, good song, fine. How is it on MTV's list, like number two for a decade? How was it that high, Brad Evans? That's what I need to know this evening. It's the video, brother. Uh, the video was revolutionary with the claymation. I mean, that was groundbreaking stuff in the mid-'80s. Uh, and Peter Gabriel then followed up with Big Time, kind of used that same uh, stop-action animation. Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, it's still one of my favorite songs. I rock out. I jam out to it all the time. Now, I, you might disagree with me. I'm going to go highly overrated on that list, being number two, <laughs> even with claymation. We'll agree to disagree on that one. We'll, we'll yeah, agree to disagree. But, but even though you disagree, can you give me – Someone, whether it's a receiver, quarterback, we're talking season, you know, prop bets here. Someone that is overvalued where you see the under, you're getting some good value on the under. Yeah, let's uh, focus on Lamar Jackson for a minute. Look, uh, full disclosure, I love Lamar Jackson and the MVP conversation. I've seen anywhere between 14 to 1 to 16 and 1. I think that's a great wager alongside Dak Prescott, one of my favorites also in that MVP discussion. Uh, but uh, zeroing in specifically on his rush yards prop at 950 and a half for Action Jackson, I'm under on that one. Now, he's comfortably gone over in consecutive seasons. Uh, but Greg Roman's come out and said, look, we need to be more assertive. We need to be more aggressive downfield and attacking teams vertically instead of having this uh, incredible reliance on not only Lamar Jackson, but J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus Edwards on the ground. So I think there is going to be less of an emphasis on the legs of Jackson. And I'm not saying he's going to, you know, shift into neutral or, or park the, the ride, you know, the Lotus that he's been driving with those legs. Uh, here these last couple of seasons, uh, but I don't think he is going to be anything more than maybe a 10 rush attempt, maybe nine and a half rush attempts per game kind of quarterback this year, knowing he has a new shiny toy in Rashad Bateman to go along with Hollywood Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews as well within this offensive scheme. So I think Jackson's going to be right around 900 rushing yards, and that's why I'm under on the 950.5 rush yards prop that's uh, pretty much universally available across legal sports books. How about the uh, highest total for Derrick Henry Titans running back 1555 and a half. The guy is an absolute beast, but the yeah. amount of carries have just been unbelievable. Where do you go with that prop thinking, yeah, he's a beast, but that little devil on your shoulder, like, but he can't maintain this pace forever. 
Yeah, at some point, uh, Father Time is going to you know, catch up to him. Now, I, I've been you know, watching his workouts and social media all offseason, and he's doing just freaky stuff. Uh, you know, he's had this giant lumbering chain around his neck while doing push-ups uh, on a balance ball. Like, uh, it's insane to me, uh, the workouts that he's been doing and posting. I mean, and he's preparing his body for the rigors of the 300-plus carries that he's sure to get. Yeah, Arthur Smith is no longer the offensive coordinator. He's now the HC and the ATL, but this system's not really going to change. Even with Julio Jones on roster, uh, it is still going to be a heavy emphasis of Derrick Henry left, right, and up the middle. I think it's going to be another 300-plus carries. Now, with that said, you know that number is aggressive. It's high. I, I you know, I'm not going to bet against Derrick Henry. I'd probably shy away from that and fly the Team Raisins flag instead of Team Huevos than I normally do. But I do like the over on his rushing TDs prop. I've seen anywhere at 12.5 or 13.5. Always shop around for the best number, as we always stress here in the sports betting industry. Uh, I think it could be you know 15 to 18 rushing touchdowns for Derrick Henry this season with Julio Jones. Until Remember last year, he ranked inside the top 10 and most stacked front scene right around 27.5% of his carries or eight or more men in the box. Uh, I think that will lighten with Julio Jones on roster. I always like to ask an open-ended question, Brad, because I feel like I need to give you a blank canvas at least one time, right? (laughs) So I I want you to give me something you feel strongly about, whether it's a team win total over-under, it's a player prop over-under. What do you feel very strongly about that you haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I know Tim is off. Uh, our buddy Tim Murray, uh, he has heard me screaming this from the highest mountain peak uh, in the United States, and that is over on Najee Harris receptions at 44 and a half. Uh, that one doesn't make any sense to me at all. Najee Harris is going to step into a Le'Veon Bell workload, uh, a player that's probably going to see you know upwards of uh, anywhere between 80 90 targets could be 100 plus targets this season especially if the Pittsburgh offensive line uh, which is very much a work in progress man Canada the offensive coordinator of the Steelers has already come out and said there's going to be growing pains trying to get these guys to congeal in time uh, to be a respectable unit and that's a good thing for Harris if the offensive line is indeed still broken much like it was for the entirety of last year that means Big Ben Roethlisberger, who is a stone statue in his advanced age, and now his spelt frame that he has, will be looking to dump off to that safety blanket underneath in Najee Harris. So, you know, at 44 and a half, I think there's a really good shot. He beats that number by a good 20-plus receptions here in his inaugural campaign. Wow, love it. Okay, 20 seconds before you go. You've got the pennants in the background, maybe a couple of bobbleheads. What's the most prized possession that you have in your own background there? Oh, let me move my head. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Isn't he beautiful? (laughs) He's glorious. I love the man. Brad, it was a pleasure, bud. Hope you have a good evening, man. Enjoy. Best of luck. Thank you. There he is. Brad Evans, Sirius XM, fantasy guru. Fun stuff. Love it. Bringing the energy. All right, coming up next, we get you caught up on the live games and the most undervalued team in the NFL. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. It is the nightcap on VEASAN. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from The Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So Will Smith hit a homer, plus 350, cash that one if you bet on him. And I was just talking to Aaron producing the show, and I was like, if we come up with a short list of prop bets that are the most exhilarating to hit. You know? You hit your prop bet, it's just like, woohoo, yeah! Right? What causes you to freak out in a good way the most? And so a home run prop bet is pretty sweet. That's absolutely sweet. That would be one of the top ones on the list. Aaron also mentioned this. The first to 10 points prop bets in the NCAA tournament. There's buzz. You know, you might look over like, why did they freak out that some mid-major got to 11 points with an elbow jumper, right? <laughs> it's a, yeah, that was a very popular prop bet. That's a good one. Um, TD prop bets high on the list. 
goals in hockey. If you go with those prop bets, those are great. Now, I have something here that uh, it was um, it would have been exhilarating had I understood it better. So I, I'm going to disclaimer here. This was a degenerate prop bet that I got in on. Super Bowl 43, Steelers and Arizona Cardinals. I put a little bit of change on which team Barack Obama would mention in the pregame interview, right? And so I forget who was doing the interview. But I I said it would be the Steelers. Like, he had been on the Steelers. He thought the Steelers were going to win. He's going to mention the Steelers. And whoever was interviewing Barack Obama led him to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, where he was like, hey, Brock, I know you like the Steelers, but how about the heart of Kurt Warner in this Cardinals team? And I'm like, he blew it. He screwed up my prop bet over here. It's on that interviewer. And so I was mad. I thought I lost. But I guess Barack Obama didn't mention the Arizona Cardinals. He might have talked about some of the individual players, but he, he mentioned the Steelers first, and I won the prop bet. So it would have been exhilarating if I understood it better, which I, I didn't in that moment, but there you go. I can't imagine you would be losing your mind. Listen, you're going to be happy if you hit any prop bet, but if the Super Bowl coin toss goes your way, I can't imagine that's a Tiger Woods fist pump moment. You know, it's, it was heads, good, we cashed that. I, that's probably about as much emotion as you're, you're going to show. Otherwise, you'd, you'd sound like a maniac. Okay, so... I'm going to get to this momentarily here. And we're just going to do a, a little uh, beak wetting, if you will. Right? Just wet the beak. We're going to get to the NFC division by division team totals here. At least odds to win the division. So we'll look at all four of the NFC divisions tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully that's a good thing in your mind. You're not like, oh, gosh, this guy again. And we'll do the AFC divisions tomorrow but i'm just going to hone in on one specific team in the nfc okay we're going to get to the nfc south here momentarily also the nfc east we'll do that in just a couple of minutes i want to look at the tampa bay buccaneers i think tampa bay is the most undervalued team in the nfl now i don't look at them in terms of their odds to win the nfc or their odds to win the super bowl i think those are appropriately placed I specifically look at their odds to win the NFC South. At DraftKings, they're at minus 170. The New Orleans Saints are second in line. They're at plus 300. Just think about this for a second. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have their 31 top players in minutes played last year all returning. There are 31 top guys in minutes played from last season return this year. All 22 starters, offense and defense, they are back. And I realize, sure, they've got a bullseye on their chest because they're defending champions. Okay, great. They brought their whole team back, and they have that guy, Tom Brady. You've heard of him. Meanwhile, the Saints, they transition awkwardly from Drew Brees to the Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, two-headed monster, however that's going to shake out. I don't think the odds reflect how mammoth the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are as favorites to repeat. They didn't even re- they didn't even win the NFC South last year. It was the Saints. They were a wild card team. But for Tampa to win that division, I think they are significantly undervalued in terms of the odds. I would go 
heavy on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the NFC South. Okay, we will get into more of that right around the corner. NFC South, NFC East, odds to win the division. Keep it locked right here. It is the nightcap on Visa. I'm Brian No for Tim Murray. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Time to put your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller. Put them on because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian Noen for Tim Murray here on VEASAN. So, Boston just tied it up in the bottom of the ninth against the Yankees. And, uh, yeah, uh, real brief, real brief. Two, two baseball thoughts for you, okay? 
Does it just seem like it's fashionable to bellyache about baseball? Like, all I hear is, and I'm not going to do a long thing on this. We're going to get to the NFL momentarily, but when I hear about the Red Sox and Yankees specifically, I, I hear a lot of moaning like, oh, they're always on ESPN. Oh, meh, meh, meh. It's, it's a great rivalry. Like, why? I, I hate to be the, uh, you know, the distracting, the dissenting vote over here, but it, it's still great drama, right? Like, I have to moan about them being on TV. It's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. And the other thing while I'm talking about baseball real fast, Kenley Jansen booed yesterday, blew his second straight save, and manager Dave Roberts, he came out and he said, hey, look, it's unfortunate. Kenley's had some great moments. He's been very important to the success of the Dodgers, so that was unfortunate. He's the manager. What else is he going to say? Like, yeah, they should have booed louder. He stunk. <laughs> of course, he's going to have the back of his guy. But here's the deal. This is going to sound really strange. And you might, at the end of it, have a, a, a scrunched up forehead. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I am not pro-booing. I think it's basically an adult temper tantrum, right? So I'm not pro-booing. But I understand it. And so for Dave Roberts to say, yeah, Kenley Jansen's had some great moments. He has. That's true. But fans think in the here and now. That's the way it is. What have you done for me lately? Or what have you done for me in the past five seconds? I, I think it's silly. You wouldn't look at your... If you have a great girlfriend, she treats you well, she's thoughtful. If she just has one day where she's irritable, right? Would you boo her? Would you just have amnesia about all the good stuff and boo her in that moment? No, you wouldn't, because that's ridiculous. But that's not how fans think. They think in the here and now, they think in the moment. And while I agree with Dave Roberts that fans should consider more than just in the here and now or two straight blown saves, they don't. That's not the reality. So it sounds like I'm saying eh, it's, it's kind of understandable. I'm just saying booing is an adult temper tantrum. I don't sign off on it, but I understand why people get revved up and do it. Okay, let's turn our attention to the NFL here on the nightcap. So we've got all sorts of divisions here. I'm going to hone in on the NFC East. All right, let's ease in. huh? That was the sub-500 division last year instead of throwing you in the deep end of the NFC West waters. Let's go in the NFC East, right? Let's, let's sort of like walk our way into the pool, if you will. So Dak Prescott's back. That's huge. And, and I just think that there's a tendency to, in the NFC East, we're not talking about Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. I think there's a tendency to overlook just how banged up the Cowboys were last year. They were the walking wounded. It was not only Dak Prescott, it's Tyron Smith, Zach Martin's missing time. You're looking at their offensive line being significantly banged up and then having your second, third string quarterbacks in there. When you're talking about Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci, and it's like, whoa. Of course they're going to have a terrible season. And yet, the Cowboys, as bad as they were last year, they weren't that far behind the Washington football team with Dak only playing five games. So I think that Dallas, they should have the best odds to win the division. That makes sense to me. And they do. They have the best uh, odds to win the NFC East. 
Now, if you look at Washington, what I don't understand about Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is what it shows you. How expectations can sometimes screw up your evaluation. When you look at Washington, they have the second best odds to win the division. Now, I love their defense, but if you look specifically at Ryan Fitzpatrick, what are the expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick? There aren't any, right? He's a former seventh-round pick. He's a journeyman quarterback. We don't have these high expectations for the guy. And that's how people screw up their evaluation of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I've heard these glowing statements of, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's an upgrade. That guy can get it done. Really? You're watching something different than I am. That Here's the deal on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He giveth and he taketh away. The end. That's it. He'll do some things that are drop-your-jaw type stuff in a good way. End of the season, what, week 16, I believe, against the Las Vegas Raiders? He's getting face-masked. It's a no-look bomb down the sideline to keep the Dolphins' playoff hopes alive. It's an unbelievable play. Unbelievable play. He'll do things like that and then have utter stinkers in other games. So I just think that because there aren't any expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick, we just dwell on what he does well, and we just forget about what he doesn't do well. It's a little bit like Vegas, in a way. We applaud Vegas for, for a point spread that's really accurate. We're just like, man, how does Vegas do it? Akron versus Western Michigan? Man, how do they, how do, they do this? Yeah, Vegas deserves a lot of props, oftentimes. There are times where the point spread isn't close to the end result, and we don't hold Vegas' feet to the fire. We're never like, what was that? That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is like Vegas. We just celebrate the wins, and we overlook the losses. We overlook the bad play. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you compare him to Tua Tungavailoa, Tua was a daisy-fresh rookie. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a grizzled veteran. In terms of touchdowns and picks, those guys were in the same zip code. They're living on the same street. And all we did was hammer Tua and talk glowingly about Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's insane. Long story short, I- I'm not a big believer in Washington. I love their defense, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, no, not a believer in him. Getting the job done over the long haul, 17 games for a new team. Count me as a non-believer. Okay, we continue it coming up here. NFC South. NFC West, division by by division outlook. Keep it locked right here. It is the nightcap. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. This is VEASAN. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Brian Noen for Tim Murray. It's the nightcap on VEASAN. A quick check here on the prop bets from earlier this evening. So I was looking at the strikeout totals for both Walker Bueller. And Anthony DiSclefani. So, some good news and some bad news. All right, let's start with the bad news. 
I always start bad, right? So I led you wrong with Anthony DiSclefani. I took the under, and these Dodgers have been striking out left and right. They've got the lead 3-1. Will Smith hit a two-run homer, but they've been striking out too much. The total was 5.5. I took the under. He's at six strikeouts already through five innings. So my bad on that. Sorry. I apologize. Now we are alive. Good news. Good news. Wait, let's rally. Let's rally over here. Walker Bueller. I took the over at six and a half. He's at six strikeouts. Okay, which is one more. One more K. We're in the money. Everything's good. We're fine. So we'll monitor that. Um, Dodgers again, still with that lead, 3-1. Okay, let's dive back into division by division odds in the NFC. Now, I want to circle back to the NFC South because I mentioned that I think that Tampa Bay is the most undervalued team in the entire NFL. They are at minus 170 at DraftKings to win their division. Look critically at the rest of the division. I mean, unless there's some wild card scenario where, think about the 49ers last year who were just the walking wounded. Injuries galore. Could something like that happen to Tampa? Yeah. All bets are off at that stage. But just saying we're going to take out the extraordinary. We're going to say it's a pretty standard season and Tampa isn't the walking wounded. I love them at minus 170. Because who else in this division do you feel good betting a lot on? The Saints? No more Drew Brees. It's Jameis Winston, who is a turnover machine, or Taysom Hill. Who Listen, I think People have been too quick to go with the knee-jerk reaction of this guy. He's, he's a running back. He's a slash player. He can never be a quarterback. I don't think it's just lip service with Sean Payton saying, no, this guy's legit. Like, I, I don't know that he's got a quarterback crystal ball, but I, all I'm saying is I think Taysom Hill can be better than the common opinion of him, which is, oh, this guy's trash. <laughs> That's what I hear left and right. Uh, but... With that being said, I still don't feel great at all betting on the Saints to win the division. I just think this. I think that when you look at Drew Brees at the end of his career, and especially at the end of last season, yeah, he had some injury issues. He didn't have the same arm strength. Granted, but a good example would be look at Denver. This isn't a perfect example, but hear me out. If you look at Denver... Peyton Manning, he did win a Super Bowl his last season, but he was a shell of himself. He didn't have the same arm strength. He wasn't the same guy. And there was no eagerness to get him out of town. But the, the parallel I would draw is you look at Peyton Manning and you're like, oh, gosh, this guy, he doesn't have the arm strength. He's not what he once was. And then the next guy comes in. And you're like, oh, gosh, Peyton Manning without arm strength, is still a heck of a lot better than who they have now. That's where I see it being the common ground with Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees wasn't close to what he was at his peak at the end of last season. But I would guess, and I feel strongly, that once you get a taste of a steady dose of Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, you might reevaluate and think, oh, Drew Brees without great arm strength? Still better than what we have right now. 
So it's just a different way to say, I am not thrilled with betting on the Saints to win that division. I feel strongly that Tampa's going to do it. Minus 170, that is a gift. You sometimes hear the Gregorian chant from the betting gods, the, ah, ah, ah. I'm a bad singer, but that's what I hear in my head looking at those odds. Most undervalued team in any division for my money is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you look at the rest of the division, you're going to hang your hat on Matt Ryan and the Falcons? Their defense is still a wreck. Yeah, we'll see what Kyle Pitts can do. I'm very optimistic about him, but he's a rookie. He's a daisy fresh rookie in tight end slash slot receivers. Tight ends rarely hit the ground running in the NFL. Now, he's a hybrid. He's a different breed, so he might have more success than others. But the Falcons have a lot of holes. And then you look at Carolina. Look, they're making strides under Matt Rule. But do you feel better betting on Tom Brady or Sam Darnold? And I'm not going to sit here and act like it's only about the quarterback, because it isn't. Quarterback's the most important position. It's not the only position. But Tampa is light years ahead in a better situation at QB than the Panthers are. I just, the most apologized quarterback easily in the NFL is Sam Darnold. He's lapping the field. All you hear is, oh, he just didn't have a, a fair chance in New York. I mean, who was he throwing to? Jamison Crowder and who? And granted, that had something to do with it. I'll go as far as to say it had a lot to do with Sam Darnold's inconsistencies. But you know who else was to blame? Sam Darnold. Let's not give him a free pass as if he was the picture of consistency and it was just the lack of talent around him. I think he's getting far too much of a free pass. Time will tell this year. It's a better supporting cast. Christian McCaffrey comes back from injury. Curtis Samuel is there. I like some of the weapons to to throw to in terms of the uh, the wide receivers that they have. So, yeah, he's got a lot more to work with in Carolina than he do, he did in uh, Gangreenville, right? But with that being said, I don't think upgrading the weapons around Sam Darnold and poof, this guy just takes off. I'm very skeptical about Sam Darnold. So, yeah, outside of Tampa, who do I feel good about betting on to win the NFC South? Uh, nobody. Remember Jim Harbaugh, now at Michigan? He used to say this all the time with the 49ers. Who's got it better than us in the whole locker room? Nobody. If you ask me, who do you feel confident betting on outside of Tampa to win the NFC South? The answer is nobody. No one. So yes, give me Tampa all day long. And I'm not one of these guys where it's like, it happened last year. History is going to repeat itself. It's the NFL. Things change like crazy often. But in this NFC South, I see things remaining the same. I just don't see Tampa not winning the division. So yeah, give me Tampa all day. Minus 170? Yeah, sign me up. Okay, if we move to the NFC West. Outstanding division. Top to bottom. Tough teams. Talent. And the two questions I have, who finishes in first, who finishes in last? Well, let's start with winning the division. I can make a great argument 
for the three teams with the best odds. San Francisco, it's interesting, right? It varies. If you look at San Francisco, depending on the book, they might be the favorite or they might be second in line with the Rams leading the way. It just differs. At DraftKings, the Rams have better odds. They're plus 180. The 49ers are at plus 200. If you look elsewhere at BetMGM, the Niners are the favorite at plus 180. The Rams are in second place at plus 190. So it varies. I think that's very interesting. And it does show you how much of a toss-up it is to correctly predict who's going to win the NFC West. I think you can make a great argument for San Fran, Seattle, and the Rams. And so let's go team by team, and I'll break the tie. If you look at San Francisco, okay, they were the walking wounded last year. NFC champs two years ago still have a lot of the strong pieces from that team. Nick Bosa's back, right? Uh, You're going to get the offensive line. Even though Trent Williams wasn't there, you upgraded with Trent Williams being there. Uh, So you still have talent to work with. Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, and a lot of people roll their eyes at Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get that, but Jimmy is better than his rep. I'm not going to say he walks on water, but he's better than his rep. And in that offense, with Kyle Shanahan pulling the strings and and running the show, when you're able to rely on that running game, you go play action off of that, Jimmy Garoppolo's pretty good. And this might be an Alex Smith-type situation in KC. You had Patrick Mahomes looking over Alex Smith's shoulder. Alex Smith led the league in passer rating his final season. Maybe you see something similar. My money would not be on Jimmy Garoppolo leading the league in passer rating, but you might see Jimmy play really, really well. This is his last go-around here. We know they're going to give the reins to Trey Lance. So Jimmy is going to be uber-motivated to put good film out there for the rest of the league. This is messing with his money. If he has a good season, he's going to get paid. If he's bad, then he's going to be on the bench, and he's not going to get nearly the same paycheck. With a lot to work with, I like that if I'm thinking about backing San Francisco. We'll get to the other two teams because I have a lot to say on both of them. The Rams and Seattle. Maybe sleeping on Seattle a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And then uh, bringing up the rear, man, Arizona. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a team that's bringing up the rear odds-wise that is as talented as the Arizona Cardinals. So I'll put a capper on the NFC West, the division outlook for the 2021 season. That's coming up. Keep it locked right here. It's the nightcap on VEASAN. I'm Brian No in for Tim Murray. Final hour to come. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.